to another edition of the Parrot Podcast. This week, I'm joined by Bertie. Hey, how's it going? 40. Evening, fellas. And Ham. Howdy ho. And uh, not really the way that we wanted to finish off the season, but sort of what we expected. Um, we played a good first half uh, for for a lot of the rookies. I think that's as much as we can say. Eels going down 40 to 6 against Penrith. Having said that, Penrith uh, starring a full-strength team to our um, list of no-names and misfits. The actual reserve uh, grade team. Yeah, so um, BA was pretty happy with the effort at the end of the day. At halftime, what, we were down 12-6, I think it was. Um, yes. And that's about as much as could be expected. The second half of the queue sort of went in the rack. Yeah, I think... Uh, we are playing with only two men on the bench as well in the second half, so got, got a little bit gassed there too. And the unfortunate reality is that with the bench composition they had going down, your, two of your most senior players in, in uh, Lane and, and uh, Oggy mean, meant that they're going to have no juice in the tank for the forwards. Hipgrave and Oggy. Oh, sorry, Hipgrave and Oggy. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Lane, but Lane. yeah, just in the end, it was, you know, they said it was a bit of class, but obviously it was a bit of ex- uh, experience, uh, first grade match fitness, because a lot of those guys hadn't played. Well, not a lot of those guys, but, you know, Stoney yes. hadn't played for a while. Hipgrave hadn't played for a while. So, you know, it's just, but you wouldn't have think you wouldn't have thought that Stoney hadn't played for a while. <laughs> Jeez. That was, you know, you talk about, I remember um, a few years back watching the juniors, um, Jesse Cronin. He would take on forward packs by himself and win. The fact that, you know, Ray Stone, you know, it wasn't the whole forward pack, but he took on James Fisher-Harris and absolutely dominated him for the whole game was just Fisher-Harris doesn't go backwards. Like, and Stoney just cut him in half every single time. No, uh, Stoney was outstanding. And like you said, Ham just physically led the way for the, you know, ostensibly reserve grade Parramatta side. Um and it just, once again, Lens Creed said idea of if he can just stay healthy, he could be an actual difference maker for Parramatta. You know, he's obviously very comfortable in the back row position, lock forward and on the edges, provides you with great flexibility being able to play emergency dummy half and something that's going to be featuring later on in the preview. But, you know, he, he just brings such competitiveness and fire. You know, he just does everything hard. And you can see that his teammates love it. Were there any um, players you wanted to wrap other than that? Uh, Kai Rodwell. I thought he was really good in his debut as well except for that one pass at the end, which I'm happy to give him a, a pass for the He's pass. huge, man. I didn't realize how big he was. He's a little – well, he's not tall, tall, but he, he's like a brick shithouse, oh, isn't he? He's really, really thickly built, real chunky. Uh, but, yeah, he, he played really solid and got to nearly 100 metres uh, at 10 metres a quick and then banged out nearly 40 tackles and only missing a couple. So I thought he was really good. Um, obviously, uh, Will Smith had some really good moments in the first half. Uh, had the ball on a string for oh, geez. good um, periods there. Was it? Three or four sets in a row that we had where we were just put put into the in goal. Yeah, him and Jake um, found the in goal three times, and unfortunately, Will uh, got a little bit too energetic trying to play the ball fast, and then uh, dropped yeah. it. Uh, I was just like, I was thinking at home, like obviously when you got your first grade team in there, you, it's a bit like ah, uh, you got to score by now. But what <laughs> they did for those three or four sets it was very good, absolutely yeah. perfect. Yep, just keep the ball out of Penrith's hands. You don't have to throw much at them, but just get them working and. I thought, yeah, those three or four sets, they were really good sets. I thought um, it's a shame that we couldn't have uh, held on and held that uh, completion rate. But if we, you know, ifs and buts, and if we did, well, then I think might not have been 40 to 6, probably would have only been 36 to 6 or something like that. And the starting middles I thought were outstanding. Oregon Kafusi was uh, up against Penrith's premier starting back. I thought he really troubled them. Uh, they He was beating the first man through the middle consistently was making great meters and then ended his night early with a HIA, but he was on track for going over 200 on the ground. He was offloading. He yep. offloaded or looked to offload a couple of times. Yeah, just really positive football. Uh, and then he uh, got a, a bump 
that ruled him out of the game, which is unfortunate. And then Makahesi Makatoa played huge minutes. He went for 60, uh, 60 minutes there, which we see in Reggie's all the time for him as well. And he had another strong game. Um, had some good defensive hits too. And, you know, just once again continues to build really nicely as a mature age NRL rookie. Um, yeah, well, I think that's about as much as we can really take out of that game, oh, given that so well, many starters were arrested. On, on the flip side, even though the starters were arrested, Michael Oldfield had a dreadful game. Yeah, oh. yeah look, look, we, we got two injuries, like... Going into the game with two fours on the be- on the on the bench was stupid. I don't know what Brad Arthur's thinking because, like, look what happened. We lost forwards, I, and I, yet we've got a back. We've got a, a you know a guy who can play one the five well, on the bench. I think the Just al- get rid of the. Fu- I think the alternative was exposing an NRL player to a potential injury, which is why. Just- we- just get rid of Alfred. He's the worst player to play. I think Paul Kent's a better player than him. I'd seriously do not. He sta- he goes in there and he's looking around. Like I don't know what he's what he's look. I- Everyone, I don't understand how I, he I can, it's a fraud. I can excuse, how is he robbing a wage? I can excuse a bad read because even if those things happen, you know, it's whatever, it's football. The effort that he made on Brian To'o, which was it the Nathan Cleary try where they kicked back yeah. in field, where we had we played a compressed defense, which is fine because you, you give up a few meters from uh inside Penrith's half and they you know they got around us, but we we had contained. And all he had to do was like just slow Toto down, and he, he literally just brushes his arms over him, and Toto makes a line break. It, it was just really soft. So uh, he yeah, had the a, fact that he got nine ten year old Will Penasini going out there and making Fergo a better defender compared mm. to this how Oldfield's thirty years old or so. He, sh- he should know uh, first grade by now. And yeah, you know whoever signed him, the signing committee, you just go, geez, you know maybe have a look at yourselves and you know your talent recognition because. Yes, yeah, the Eels have gotten a lot right with like their, their value pickups, but unfortunately Michael Oldfield was not one of them. Was it Brad yeah, Arthur? Said that, oh, I was oh, just going to say, uh, not in defence, but you know, I don't think anybody expected Michael Oldfield to be playing first grade this year, um, given mm. that Opacic was meant to be the backup centre uh, and just fought by happenstance with Jennings' news. He ended up taking that first grade spot, but now it seems um, that uh, Will Penasini's won out that job. So, you know, he's pretty he's pretty low on the depth chart, so I wouldn't be too worried about it. And given no reserve grade this year and none last year, he just hasn't had any runs in the last two years, and he's an older guy. So, you know, he's he signed get, after yeah. Jenko's news? He was signed after, but that's what I mean is, is like, we'd signed, um, uh, sorry, his, his Opacic as the backup to Jennings before the Jennings news, and then thereafter Opacic gets the call up to first grade. So then we sign Oldfield as the backup where he if if things had gone to plan, one, we probably wouldn't have signed him, or two, he would have been the backup to the backup. Yeah, but like I, I go back to why have Russell on the bench? Why can't you have Louise in the centers? Like are you telling me like when he was making the team, did he did he have to have Oldfield in the starting centers and he filled up the bench with, you know, whatever was available, or did he just like I don't get why go into the game with two and then like go first off go the biggest mistake was going with two fours on the bench. And the second big mistake was naming Oldfield. Like, I don't get it. It's just so stupid. It's just mind boggles. It's just like as if for everything, everything good Brad Arthur does. But Bertie, he I, does I, something I think, stupid. I think the entire point behind selecting Oldfield was you're know, mitigating a potential risk to an NRL finals player. There was, there was yeah, but to not play Will Penasini, yeah, <laughs> or, or Wonga Blake. There was there was no, there was no one else inside the bubble that we could play outside of exposing an NRL personnel that would be playing in the finals. But like, okay, so what position can can Luizzi play center? He can, but you'd still be having Michael Oldfield on the bench. You'd be need, you'd end to be throwing into the game in the back row or something like that. So, so that so that team we had out there, that was 
the only besides our first grade play, our, fir- is, our first team. Is Those were the, main, what was left. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Uh, it, pretty much. Yeah. Well, that, or can I just say, as, as Ham said, whoever signed him is stupid. That is, I don't know how much more. Like you guys watch Winnie, right? Or oh, sorry, you guys watch our New South Wales Cup team. Was he playing like this for New South Wales Cup? Because like. Yeah, he's pretty bad. So I just, oh, just, that burnt me. Look, the positive side, and I understand why you're frustrated because he's been burnt toast in the two NRL games he's played. Uh, The positive side, though, is that we did get some young backs in there as well. And next year, they're going to be, you know, the de facto backups. You're going to have. They're going to be after Opacic. I think that Luizu and Russell. And and if it wasn't. Or they might even overtake. And if it wasn't for the bubble, there was a good chance you see Solomon and Iduki there as well. Last Very week, true, yes. Because he was having a good uh, New South Wales Cup campaign, and that lets you uh, change the back line. And, and if it, if the you know if it wasn't for the bubble, there would have been a number of you know changes you could have made too. Um, we would have had big Wiramu Greg in there too because he would have been back from his syndesmosis injury. Um, and depending you know, how bad that knee actual actual knee bruising is on 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 Nathaniel, Nathaniel Roach, Roach. <laughs> uh, then you would have had someone like uh, well Caleb Toys probably an outside chance, but uh, in the front row or or lock forward. Um, Davy Hollis, uh, Davy Hollis, and then, uh, gosh, we just we just spoke about him before the podcast. Him, um, oh, no, not Tateo. The one he actually played Reggie's this year. Uh, oh my goodness, I can't wait. Nah, mate, now. you've lost me. <laughs> the, the, the other the other middle forward, Els, not, Els oh, he could have potentially played too, but yeah. no middle forward. Him, uh, oh Tarsi James, Tarsi James, yeah. So there, yeah, there's no. like actual options that would have played in a game like this that would have helped make make that bench be more way more palatable and. Also lets you play the young kids too. So, unfortunately, the reality of the Queensland bubble means that we were just that was it. That those guys were who we had, and it, we already exposed in that game. We exposed Lusick, Lane, uh, arguably Oregon Kafusi, and the two wingers Dunster and Ferguson, and that's already a significant risk. And uh, although we didn't get burnt on any of them, uh, which is which is actually the truth because there is an injury we'll get to later, but that's not from the game. Uh, yeah, any more than that, you're taking a huge risk. So that's why. Also, I just want to say, like, I'm not saying. I'm not saying, look, we lost because of the referee, but gee, we had to work hard. We, did. we, we didn't had get, to we work got no favours. Our first six, our first six again was in the 70th minute. Like those poor players haven't played. They're first up after six weeks or whatever, you know, X amount of weeks, and they were working hard. So like, it was just crazy. Like yeah. the Pan- Panthers, gee, they get so lucky. Like 50, yeah, 50, a lot, a lot of ball. hands in the ruck from Penrith again. Mm. Um, then, like that shepherd from Will Smith. Like I even posted in the Discord the same thing the Cowboys did. Yeah. Who was obstructed? Like yeah, that's the thing. If you're playing to once again, is it to the letter of the law, the letter of the law, or to you know intent and discretion? And yeah. Discretion. And we saw in other games that week. It wasn't just the Cowboys game. There was another one too where very similar. There was a guy running in behind the players, but because the defender was behind the players that he was running behind, there was like no obstruction, and yet we got we were the ones that got nailed for it. So. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't think we can take too much out of that game, given that you know it was quite obvious from the outset that all we were intending to do was to rest our first graders and um, just try not get injuries, which seemed to to work out okay during the game. Although, um, you know, we'll get to the last news shortly. <laughs> I'll tell you, um, uh, just yeah. what we can take out of it, I think, is if we had the first grade team in there, I reckon we beat Penrith. Um, we'll save that oh. for the finals. Oh, we'll save yeah. that for the finals. Yeah. I mean, the way the, the, the intensity that they showed was definitely what the team had showed the week before against Melbourne. Which is awesome to see the the either the fringe guys or young kids embrace that. But Brad made an interesting comment post game, and I want to I want to see if you guys agree. He reckons that that team would have beaten half the competition. And given what we've seen I in twenty twenty one, I don't think he's wrong. I, I don't I don't team, think he's far off. A um, team on on what ten wins is in the finals <laughs> in the top. 
Yeah. Like looking... and um, on the weekend, you had Birdie's uh, second favorite team, the Tigers, losing. Oh my goodness! Oh, that, that, that's how about that bloke that had a dollar on to nil in both games? Yeah, and he turned it <laughs> into $13,000. Oh that is insane. But, I, look, I agree. Like, yeah, we might win every game, majority of the game, you know, what, 24-18. But, like, it just showed you we, we matched them for the first half. Like, mm. And, and look, it took a, it took a, a trick play from the scrum. Oh, sorry, two trick plays from the scrum. You say, you, know, you say trick plays. It felt like they ran a block play and and – uh, old mate Oldfield just didn't count the numbers, but Oldfield's going to claim they're a trick play, so you can you know get, steal a wage <laughs> next year. But we just, we just say just to be polite, they were trick plays. But like other than that, like we matched them, like we we smashed them. I just love the media attention. Oh, James Fisher Harris was so dominating. He was getting smashed every tackle. He had one good run, and he was getting put on his backside every time. So like Ray Stone, man, he, he I know I, I, just- I say so many players. He needs to be in the team every every. In the seventeen next year, every time he just needs to stay healthy. He, if he stays healthy, he will find a way in there. Uh, oh yeah, he, he is. Ham and I have watched him for years now, ever since we signed him earlier in the twenties, and he's been one of our favorites for a long time. Because and you can't help but be a fan of his when you watch him play because it's just so pure and physical, and it's, it's like an old, it's old school, but in the modern game, it's kind of hard to phrase it. But he he is very much a throwback player, but having adapted to the modern game, and the only criticism on Ray has been. He gets banged up. He's you know break breaks a hand. Bust well. Milford busted his knee on a, a cheap shot. Uh, but you know just all these little niggles that add up and, and mean that he misses chunks of the season. If he stays healthy, he's an absolute like you know difference maker for us. Are we ready to move on from this game? Yeah. I, 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 I had a lot of fun discussing that. I felt like that was a fun game, all things considering. So I, I was not upset with the result, and it was good to shout out a few players that had good games. Um, all right. Well, just before we get into it, touching on our opponent this weekend, so Newcastle coming out of their game up against 14th place Broncos going down 22 to 35. Did, did any of you guys watch this game? I, I haven't been watching league, so I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I, 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 had it on, it. I had it on sort of in the background while I was prepping some food, and Newcastle were pretty ordinary. I know that the, they pulled some players and whatnot, but Broncos... Yeah, their forward pack was like our forward pack, just a reserve grade pack, but their one to seven were their first pick seven. Yeah. yeah. You'd think... You'd think Ponga, like, you know, hashtag gamble responsibly, but I had a cheeky bet on Ponga to score a hat-trick because I'm thinking, you know, Ponga, will, you know, he needs to hit some form heading into the finals, but, mate, they were like a busted K or something. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's just embarrassing. And, and you know, beware of the ambush, but, mate, can we get that Ponga this week? If we get that Ponga, we go a long way towards victory, mm. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and like Ham said, they, they rest keep some key pieces in the forward pack, but uh, Brisbane really took it to them from the early exchanges and just, Took away the game early on. Um, all right. Well, let's let's dive into the, um, a bit of the news. So, injury news. What what has happened to uh, Mr. Lusick? He's strained his calf at training. The the freaking calf strains. The they're dogging us again. But yeah, the club updated the injury report uh, after initially mentioning he'd be out for one to two weeks. So you know, knock on wood that it's only one week and we get past Newcastle. But yeah, it looks like he's managed to strain himself at training somehow, which is rather awful timing. Not a calf strain like Tom Humble and um, Brendan Oakey's <laughs> oh, calf strain. The old, the old jacked up calf strain. Yeah, <laughs> that's a coach so, position hooker. We've how many over the years? Like besides Reed's last injury, like in him, we've had so many injuries in that department. You know, we can't find someone. Like, lucky we got Reed, but yeah, it's a curse position, man. Yeah, they talk about the the Peter Sterling number seven curse. Yeah, bloody number nine's a curse, mate. I think. <laughs> Surely Keating has the record for like most games played, you know, without an injury. And well, well, like you look at Casey, no, even like even was, even Keating got chomped on by his own dog, didn't he? 
Yeah. Man. So he ended up missing a few games there with the hand getting banged up. So like case of the goys with concussions, you know, like PT. Yeah, Pete. Oh, yeah. It just yeah. Hopefully, Reed. You know, it's just a one-off, and um, yeah, he has a long and enduring career. So. Uh, yeah, but what can you say? <laughs> um, should, should we be putting a call out to uh, Josh Reynolds, or is that last year? That was. Oh. <laughs> oh, I know one hooker out there who you know who missed a let's just say missed a semi final better than half the comp. I think we should make a call out to him, Danny Levi. Danny but, Levi. Uh, oh no! If the Knights had any any idea, that'd be signing Danny Levi up for on a one game contract. Just get, <laughs> <laughs> get him to take on Parramatta, knowing what he does to us usually. Um, all right, that's the only real injury news coming out of that weekend of football, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All right, did we want to get straight to it? Because we've got finals coming up. This is the the point of the season where we've all been waiting for. It seems to be just a waiting game until we get to the finals, to be honest, given how the comp has turned out. Every team sort of from sixth downwards is, you know, limped into the finals. Um, Newcastle have had a string of wins. I've just been looking through their draw. So since we played them back on 6th June... Uh, they've had a pretty easy draw playing the Warriors, Cowboys, uh, I should say Raiders. I'll, I'll put them in that easier team, even though, um, you know, we had our issues against them. Broncos, Sharks, Bulldogs, Titans, and Broncos again. But in that run, they also had Storm, Roosters, um, Rabbitohs, and us. So last time we played them, and I know they had a lot of injuries at that point, uh, we beat them 40-4. to four. Rabbitohs beat them 24-10. And then scrolling down, Storm beat them 48-4 and Roosters 28-8. So this is a team that's that's well and truly a rung below um, those top sort of four or five teams. And I think we'd put ourselves as a level above Newcastle from what we showed against the Storm. Um, but it's something that we'll really have to repeat or otherwise, you know, it could be a quick finals exit. So uh, first of all, before we get into the nitty-gritty... Let's just have a look at how the team lists are named so far, although noting there might be some changes. So for Newcastle, we have Caelan Ponger at fullback. On the wings, Tuala and Heimel Hunt. In the centres, Kurt Mann and Bradman Bess. In the halves, Jake Clifford and Mitch Pearce. Jacob Saifidi and Daniel Saifidi are starting props with Jaden Braley at hooker. Second row is Tyson Frizzell, Mitch Barnett and at lock, Connor Watson. The interchange bench is... Suaso Sue, David Clemmer, Josh King, and Brody Jones. With the extended bench of Phoenix Crosland, Jariah Mamose, Mamose, is that right? I'm not sure. Sorry. I think it's Mamosea. Thank you. Simi Sasagi and Jack Johns. And then for the Eels at fullback and captain Clint Gutherson. On the wings, Dumpster and Ferguson. In the centres, Will Penasini and Wanga Blake. In the halves, Dill Brown, Mitch Moses. Forwards are Regan Campbell Gillard returns with Junior Paulo also returning, and Raymond Stone starts at hooker with uh, Lusick out with that calf strain. Second row is Sean Lane, Murata Neokore, and Locke is Nathan Brown. The interchange bench are Will Smith, Bryce Cartwright, Isaiah Papali'i, and Makahesi Makatoa. The extended bench, Ryan Madison, Oregon Kafusi, Tom Opacic, and Jake Arthur. The match officials are Ashley Klein. Grant Atkins is the senior review official. Phil Henderson and John Stone as the touch judges. So we weren't able to name our player who had so far gone undefeated until he came up against last week. That one doesn't count. He was injured. Exactly. Um, (laughs) But instead, so looking at that team, do we reckon there's a sneaky there with Ryan Madison likely to come back in, either to start in place of Sean Lane or or to come on the bench probably in place of 
maybe Bryce Cartwright you'd see and you'd keep Makahesi Makatoa as a... I think, I think actually Makatoa is the odd man out on the bench there. Look, he's done really well since coming to first grade, but I just think with Reg back, with our start, with our... It's pretty much... Or oh, it is. It's our best forward pack that we can put on the field because there's no well, there's no one really injured. I just don't think his work rate is needed. I think we need impact off the bench. I think Oregon brings that energy. Uh, I think Ryan Madison brings a point in difference, but also he, but also Maddo does bring that work rate. So if we want, uh, I think either one of those two could come on the bench for Makatoa there. On to your 40. Yeah, uh, the Madison exclusion is probably the most fascinating part of this uh, teamless lineup. And I suppose there's an argument to be made that uh, outside of Reg, who is you know arguably one of the form props of the competition, right up there, Fisher Harris. So he's a no-brainer inclusion to shore up your middle. Uh, outside of that, Madison wasn't there for the win against the Melbourne Storm. So perhaps the team is trying to bottle and and you know trying to recapture or lock up what they had against Melbourne and you know not tinker with that winning combination which means Madison's on the outside looking in. There is a strong case to put him on the bench or starting, though, You know, replacing Sean Lane, I'd say, on the other edge because Murata's been really good on the other side and and then you know figure out your bench from there. Uh, but if you're going to replace him on the bench, it is a bit of a tough question. You know, Ham pointed out that he thinks Makatoa's the odd man out, and with Reg back, that makes a lot of sense because we know that Junior and Reg are capable of significant minutes for middle forwards. Uh, but I wouldn't be replacing Bryce Cartwright because Bryce has a pretty good niche role in those, you know, you talk about limited minutes. He doesn't get big minutes, so you need to maximize your impact. And I think Bryce brings a little bit, you know, something that's a little bit different from the bench. So, yeah, I don't know. You, you could replace Macker, I suppose. Will Smith is a must, given that we've got no Joey Lussick and you need to have that rotation of dummy half. But, yeah, um, I don't mind Papa on the bench. I feel like that uh, helps uh, mitigate some of the huge workload he's been taking up across this season. And it also lets him uh, refocus and, and come in and, and help turn the tide off the first rotation, which is significant in the finals, having an impact. Yeah, I think we've discussed at length that, you know, the distinction between bench exactly. forward and forward. Yep. So I uh, up in the year, the amount of um, impact he brings off the bench, I think it'll be really assist, especially if things don't go the way I want them to go in the first 20 minutes. He could turn a game. Yep. So I like that. Um, I just on Papa, I like him on the bench. So you can still play him for 60, 70 minutes. Well, maybe not 70, but 60 minutes. But if he starts, you know where he's going to be. If you bring him on the bench... He could pop up on the left. He could be in the middle. He could be over on the right. So it's just, you know, getting their mind like that when Papa comes on, he could be popping up anywhere. That don't know who's Parramatta is going to be taking off, and you can just inject him anywhere. That's right. That so it, it's not a straightforward – when Newcastle doing the scouting report, it's not straightforward. Yeah, he's coming on edge or middle. It's like Parramatta can I can take a, you know, a match-up exploitation there. If Newcastle have a weakness somewhere on the game that's really showing up, throw Papa into the middle and, and hammer home to the middle of – you know, there's a on the edges they're looking a little bit skinny. You can throw him into there and, and cause havoc. So that's that's a cool part of it. You can always edge. move Laney or near Corey into the middle that's of the That's right. So a lot of flexibility on our edge forwards there, so which is really cool. And yeah, in general I, I do like the team. I I really like that Brad uh, backed Murata. He's been really good on that edge and I think he deserves that start. So that's a really positive thing. And uh, the fact that Will Penasini, even though it's fairly obvious to us fans, uh, the fact that Will Penasini has won that starting centre spot for sure now is awesome. And what a, what a late season storyline that is, which is really cool. And he'll be going up against the other young bull in uh, Bradman Best. Yeah, so great, great match. That'll, uh, that'll be a clash. Bertie, we haven't heard from you. Oh, I'm a bit worried that Lane's in the starting lineup. Like, do we expect him to play, what, 60 minutes or is it like just 30 minutes on and off? Because, like, 
the last few times I've seen him play, he gets a bit gassed early and, you know, who do you replace him with? Because, um, as you said, we can't have Bryce Cara playing more than 30 minutes. I think that's the max he should play. And Like, I like Makatoa. I like his leg speed. You know, we, we you know he's not a plotter. And, um, you know, you need to get over that advantage line. But, hey, it's, you know, you'd like to be in this position where you, you can leave a uh, a player of, of Maddo's quality, you know, outside, out of the 17. But, um, I don't know. Like, my biggest worry is if Lane plays the whole 80 or, you know, or close to, like, 70. And he's just gassed, and he's just literally standing there with his arm out in defense. So, yeah, if if they can get his minutes right and keep him fresh as possible, you know, it's a plus. But it's good to see Reg back and Junior back. You know, the boys are back together. And um, yeah, that is yeah, a, well, that is a huge one. That should not be undersold. Tell you what, man, if you're a Knights forward, who are you running at in the forward pack against us? You're on that Stone. You're on that Murata Junior. Like I wouldn't be running at anyone. I'd be running to the sideline. <laughs> I'd be running backwards. <laughs> uh, Sam Walker, eighty minutes minus eighty minutes. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Like I understand the Matto bit as well because like he's you know first up after three weeks. You know might not be fit, but mate, that's a big pack. And like you know the Knights have four fours on their bench, but I feel, I feel as though we can still out you know outpower them and you know smash them. But yeah, it'll be interesting. Sorry, I've just had a a little friend. Um, come and help me out with the podcast tonight. Um, so sorry if you hear anything from there. Um, but yeah, no, no, I like I like the matchups. I think we, you know, as long as we can shut down, you know, they're two danger men, uh, Pierce and Ponga. Um, outside of that, Jake Clifford, uh, he hasn't really impressed me in his move over to Newcastle. I guess they've got Bradman Best, who's a bit of a strike centre. Tyson Brazil, he's got a wealth of experience. Um, but outside of that, you know, we really should be able to accommodate for this team. We've beat them twice this season, and there's no reason we shouldn't beat them again. The only um, wild card in it all is finals football, and anything can happen. That's true. Uh, <laughs> sudden death football can, you know, cause funny things in games. But yeah, I, I really like the matchups across paper. Kalen Pong is the one, you know, you look at that lineup and you're like, Kalen stands out. But we've done a good job of neutering his ability to impact games in recent matchups. So you'd back us to do it again, and you'd back us to overcome the handicap of dummy half too, because it feels like we can make adapt, uh, we can make adjustments and adaptions to our adaptation, sorry, to our attacking structures. Bring like Ham was pointing out weeks ago, you can just bring the the halves in closer naturally, and then create more space for your edgemen anyway, and then take you know more pressure off the shoulders of Stone and Smith in terms of having to hit the target. And I think they'll be able to cover that. And if we just take care of business, and if we hold on to the ball, uh, I feel like this matchup favors us pretty significantly. I think to nullify Ponga, I was really watching the Broncos game on the weekend because I'm not, I don't really watch footy anymore outside of Parramatta. But I was really watching the Broncos because I knew we were going up against the Knights and the Broncos short kicking game against Ponga. He's he's very he's very lazy, very lazy in defence. He'll hang around the middle and you know. So I think with Mitchell's short kicking game, grab it into the end goal, make sure the chases are on point, and you can get a lot of points from there. Or if not, you're going to force a lot of dropouts. And um, the other thing with our kicking game, uh, Tuwala was very shaky under the high ball. So if you're getting him um, with Fergo team and down on him, I think we can um, exploit that too. Things that Mitchell Moses likes Any to hear Any other points for, to raise? I was going to say, things that Mitchell Moses likes to hear for $800. Wigan is shaky under the high ball, having one of the you know, best boots in the competition. And that's probably the player that I feel like a lot of this game will hinge on with no Reed Marnie, no Joey Lussick there. You look to Mitchell Moses to take even more control, and he was in sensational touch against the Melbourne Storm. And if he can just continue to find that you know nice balance between game management and and flashiness, taking the uh, the exciting play, the Eels go a long way in the finals. Here's one for you. A question for you: is, Do you think Ray Stone will play dummy half in attack? 
You think Gutho? I, personally, I th- could see tackles one to three, Gutho jumping into dummy half and getting us on that roll. And, and then, then once we move over getting the position the for the line, late Gutho plays. switches back and uses his sweet plays and everything. That's not an outrageous uh, proposition there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and that, especially that danger zone where Ponga pops up is on that left edge. And yep. that's where we've been, you know, a little bit poor on that right edge defensively in, um, you know, months past. So let's hope they've shored that up with the inclusions of the players that they have included. Yeah, you've got to make sure that, you know, Mark and man-to-man um, and Ponga will likely... Yeah, it's a lot of the talk is about Ponga. He's going to take that long ball option. It's very good. It's very deceptive long ball. He always get he always catches them out. And um, if there's a break two on one, dummy and run. Don't pass. Don't yeah, score and pass. That, that has to be on the tip sheet. Everything you've learned since you were six. Yeah. He cheats for the pass every time. He, like he, he'll dive forwards to try and get the bat down or the intercept. He will never take the man with the ball in hand. So that should be the tip for anyone that makes a line break is just get to him, dummy to the inside man or outside man, and you'll go through untouched the score. Yeah, that's right. Just, yeah. <laughs> Don't do a Tom Kravojevic in uh, State of Origin. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, all right. Was there anything else that we need to raise in respect of this game? Is it just a, a matter of, um, you know what, the the score – this feels a bit like the Broncos finals game back in 2019 where we're all waiting with bait of breath. Um, but this, then it took them, what, a little bit of time and then they all clicked into gear. And I think if we can find that click, get first on the board, I think we could, you know, really draw some – uh, be able to win this game and, and win it quite comfortably and then just bring some inspiration out of it all. Speaking of that Broncos game, this would have been a bloodbath if it was at Bank West. We would have been unbackable. But it's Oh, Sunday afternoon, nice and sunny, no COVID in the air, lovely. But the, 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 this isn't even a home game for us anymore. We don't get to play out of C-Bus. Nah. Instead, <laughs> instead, we're going on the road. So Funny how every team doesn't play at their home game except for the Storm. <laughs> Funny um, that. National Storm League. But yeah, that, that's actually I joke about it, but that is actually a significant advantage for Melbourne. Yeah, you know? so their their um home ground's only five minutes from where they're staying, so everyone else has to fly. True. But anyway, we'll go past that. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully we don't uh, end up beating the Knights fifty-eight nil or something like that because um <laughs> the shutout curse. Yeah. <laughs> We're going into predictions. Bertie, you want to get started on predictions? Yeah, so I'm going to tip, obviously, Parramatta are going to win. Um, I'm going to tip 36-10. Uh, it's literally down to the two best teams, from, uh, two best players from each team. You know, you've got Moses and Viponga, and I feel as though Moses will have a bigger impact. Moses can kick Ponga out of the game and, you know, keep him nullified. So, yeah, I think in a uh, masterclass um, from Moses, uh, funny enough, we're playing at Brown Park, so maybe there might be an omen, you know, Nathan yeah. Brown, first try scorer. Get on the from Brownies. From De- Dylan Brown's kick. But um yeah no nah, so I'm gonna go Nathan Brown first try score not gonna lie and um yeah I've, I, look as I said I think Moses can um out nullify um, he's pretty good you know nullifying the fullbacks for opposition so if we can just keep Ponga you know you know keep him contained I reckon you know we'll, we'll you know we'll piss in you know we'll canter in but um other than that yeah over to you guys uh, looking at this one assuming we play to our strengths I do think this is something we should wrap up pretty solidly. and I'll, I'll tip a I mean finals football can be weird but I'll tip a solid margin of victory at thirty to six. And first try scorer for the Parramatta Eels. Whew. I'm going to go for the young kid. Let's go for Will Penasini. Up against Bradman Best, that's an awesome matchup there. And Will's done his uh, done himself proud with some big-time matchups in his, uh, not just his NRL matchup, NRL career so far, but in, in Reggie's this year. So I think he'll, he'll do himself proud again today and get the first, or on the weekend, sorry, and get the first try. All right. And for you, Ham? Um, I'm going a little bit closer. I'm going to go 24 
to 12. To Parramatta, of course. Um, and I'm actually going to go the other centre. I'm going Wanga Blake. He's up against Kurt Mann. I think we can exploit that. Um, you know, Wanga, instead of taking the inside, inside shoulder, step off your right foot, take the outside shoulder. I reckon you'll score a try. I'm scared if you can score the first one. Right, and for myself, I will go for an Eels win 24-10. to 10, And first try scorer, Will Penasini. He's coming big in this game. Um, all right, well, I think that wraps up pretty much from here. Um, you know, let's have a look at, maybe have a look at the other finals games. When I've just cast an eye over it, it seems like home teams, or at least provincial home teams, however we want to say it, the, the teams that finished high on the ladder in their matchup should really win. I'd say Storm against Manly, I'd have Storm. Roosters and Titans, Roosters. Us and Knights, I'm, us. Panthers, Rabbitohs, Panthers. I'm actually tipping the Titans. Yeah. I think that I just have a feeling about them. I think that they'll put away the defence and they'll just try and go all out attack because that's what they've done all year. And I think they'll pip the I think they'll pip the Roosters. I like Jamie uh, Campbell at fullback. I mean, David Feeder's due for a big game, right? It's been it's been a long time. Is he still? Oh no, he's still on the bench. Oh well, put him on, get him to score his three tries, and take him off. <laughs> See, I reckon maybe Manly might beat Storm. You know, Storm might be. We might have broken them. You never know. Like. Manly gonna uh, Manly gonna score thirty plus. Can Storm score you know score thirty plus without Ado Car and like I don't know. I have a feeling if if there's gonna be an upset this round, it's gonna be Manly over Storm, and then Tides are gonna win. And yeah, I think Panthers will take care of Rabbitohs. So um, yeah, then uh, I, I reckon something. Something. Hopefully, you know everything goes to plan. But I feel as though there'll be a couple upsets this weekend. Yeah, there's usually one upset in the first round of finals. So just hoping that it isn't us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're tipping all the other upsets. <laughs> you got it though. Like that's the way it is. Doc Survivor. Oh, I can feel. It. I love blindsides, and you're the one that get blindsided. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, looking at that Storm Manly matchup. Oh, Storm have it in the forwards. Storm have it all over the uh, Manly in the forwards and the bench. But the way Tom Trevojevich is playing with the new rules. Oh, gee, you know, there's some everyone's talking about Tom Travoyevich with the new rules, and yes, he's playing very well. But could you imagine like a former Parramatta or fullback playing in these rules? Or ben oh, Barber? Luke Burt was the god. Birdie in these rules would have killed him. Imagine Ben Barber with these rules. He would oh, have. Yeah. He would have flogged. Have a, imagine Chris Sando with these rules, man. You know oh. what? West Tigers go <laughs> sign him up now. Him and Paul Green coach will guarantee premiership fa- uh, success. Wait, is this Birdie or Justin Pascoe? <laughs> I don't know, man. Do you, do you see me sniffing? Co- oh, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, other than that. Uh... Yeah, well, then, um, outside of uh, Rugby League, uh, what have we got? We've got, uh, oh, we've the, got first, the um I th- first week of NFL. I was going to say, can we bring it back to Rugby League just quickly? Oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, Just really, I think it's disgusting that uh, the NRL couldn't do more to make sure that the women's competition is running. Um, these women... Sacrifice their profession, like they're not professional athletes. Um, they train like it and they play like it, but um, unfortunately, the NRL isn't investing in them. Um, I hope that the fans uh, keep their investment uh, into the women's side of the game because, um, you know, they deserve it. They, uh, they, it's like old '80s footballers. You know, they've still got a job that they go to, and yet they're training to play a shortened competition. Um, I think the NRL could have done a lot more. Um, they've done a lot for the men's game, which is very good. It's kept us entertained. Uh, I just think they needed to do more for the women's. The fact that they, they've canned the women's comp should prove that there will not be a summer competition because you'd think the NRL, the women's will come out um, before summer competition. So, yeah, just a bit sad, but uh, it's going to be like a long preseason. 
put into the too hard basket, mm. and it shouldn't have been. Yeah, we, you know, with with Philandis changing the rules on a weekly basis, it's a bit shit. Like, come on, <laughs> get your shit together. Yeah, or maybe that's what he was too busy. <laughs> he was too busy doing is thinking up. Um, you know, kick the ball out, you get a seven tackle set. What's what's another crazy rule he could bring in? Bring yeah. it back to junior football. Oh, ball. Uh, more than three passes, the five point try. Uh, all <laughs> kicks in front. You know, yeah, you know. That, that, just, I don't know. Just keep it simple. If it's not broken, you know, why tinker with it, you idiot? Yes, um, definitely. Um, all right. Well, uh, where are we up to? Uh, non NRL. Oh, we'll go to the else in, in returns of our um, first. Uh, month. Uh, sorry, our first week of finals. Um, then let's move on to non-NRL news. Uh, first first week of football. How'd your uh, draft go, boys? Yeah, I, I did all right. Uh, you know, I, I had the 10th pick, so I chose um, your boy Aaron Jones, and then I thought Barkley, the next pick will be a sneaky, you know, sneaky uh, pick because coming off an ACL injury, I think the first few weeks you'll be on a snap count, you know, and um, yeah, other than that, uh, I did all right. I, I, look, I say that every year, I did all right. But uh, I, I made sure this year that I went with uh, making sure not having uh, more than one player on the buy. So last yeah. last few years, I've been canned by that. So yeah, other than that, um, yeah, I'm just you know as a Cowboys fan, I hope we win. But you know, we just lost one of our best O linemen to COVID, even though he's been double vax. So yeah, it's not starting off well. And forty. Yeah, uh, Seahawks probably flying on the radar a little bit. Uh, NSC West is absolutely brutal as always. So it's going to be a bloodbath. Uh, in baseball, my Mariners are making an unlikely charge at the postseason for the wild card. Uh, I got absolutely hosed by the Astros today, but they're not far back in this wild card, which is absolutely awesome given that they're pro- probably like a year ahead of their schedule for the rebuild, which is really cool. And yeah, and looking forward to NFL. And then I'm I'm really interested to see how the Ben Simmons drama plays out, Birdie. Uh, the, oh, he's gone. He's I know, sure. I know. Like they, the Sixers want to trade him. He wants to be traded, but the Sixers are holding out for the right deal, and he's saying, no, I want to go now. So it's a spicy off-season drama for the NBA. What about um? What about that college game that had all the fans there? What what, what what's COVID? You know they've been living on the rock for the past two years. Like literally, it was like standing room only. It was just crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think that sums up the American football, American sporting scene in general. Is what is COVID? Yeah. But they seem to be handling it. I I don't know how. Um. Well, when I say handling it, it doesn't seem to have affected their professional leagues as profoundly as it's currently affecting their. Um, the regular swathes of people where they're just getting what I think they're up to like fifteen thousand deaths a day at this point. Um, so, I, know, yeah. I know, I know, Alabama. Um, they're all hundred percent fully vaccinated. So wait, Alabama's yeah. fully vaxxed? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, all the, the athletes. There's pretty big sort of push to get all the athletes vaccinated. It's, a, it's as a, to the regular. Yeah, people. football being a, a college football being a monster business is more important than you know the sort of. Average person. Well, the Bible Belt tendencies and whatnot that might be lead to being anti-vax, which is why Alabama's probably leading the front there because they they literally make you know. Oh, the team. Of- the team. That's what I meant to say. Sorry, not the oh, not the I people th- of Alabama, <laughs> but the Alabama team. I thought you meant like the city of Alabama. I was like, no way. <laughs> oh, who knows? Maybe I could be right, but uh, no, just yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I thought like I assume everyone should be like uh, vax. So other than that, um, yeah. Um. Yeah, well, I think that's about it for the moment. Um, what do you actually, think we'll wrap I, it up here? You, actually, no, did, you guys get to talk about your football. I got to talk about my professional wrestling. Big, uh, big moment here. Uh, the, uh, it's real to me. Damn it. Still real to me, Look in my eyes. No, but uh, last night um, or two nights ago, now AEW is just kicking off. They've had CM Punk debut last night. Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, 
signed with AEW, Ruby Soho, uh, Minoru Suzuki. It's just kicking off. If you want to watch some wrestling, very good wrestling, I suggest watching AEW because and then uh, there's a there's a wrestler on there, Ray Phoenix. He's going to be the next Ray Mysterio. I'm telling you, everyone's going to love him. As soon Big as show's watching, back as well. Big Sorry, show, Paul White. Paul White, the giant from WCW. The big champion. Like ex-champion. I'm, oh, I'm not gonna lie. I've got back into it because, only because of CM Punk, but um, yeah, I, I, I like it. You know, two nights a week, and then only four pay-per-views a year. It's better than having you know one every year, every every month. So yeah, it's all right. But yeah, if you're a wrestling fan or used to be a wrestling fan, just YouTube Ray Phoenix F E N I X and just sit back and be amazed at what this he defies gravity. He's unbelievable. Ray Stone will be better, but as a wrestler, <laughs> yeah, Ray Stone is punch more to death. What do you reckon his wrestling name would be? Could be Ray Stone. You know, yeah, it would be Stone Cold Ray Stone. <laughs> <laughs> he gets uh, both. He gets the Ray, like you know, Ray, like a, a Stingray plus Stone. Plus Stone. <laughs> <laughs> that's that professional wrestling segment over. If you want. Tuesday. All right, we'll we'll wrap it up there. So we've got to wait until Sunday. Last game. Um, even though NRL, uh, the app at least has got us playing Sunday, but ahead of uh, the Saturday late night game. So. Who the freak knows? Yeah, so I don't get too ahead. Of, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. But if we win, do we play the Friday or the Saturday game? They will, well, sorry, what's it's, not, it's not announced. It's Saturday, Saturday, it depends it? who wins the other game. Yeah, yeah, it depends well. who, what the results are. We'll play because we finish. If we finish six and Roosters win, then we'll play the. No, we play the, the loser of Penrith uh, and South. Correct. Yeah, and we'll play on this because there's no way they'd make us play on the Sunday than the Friday. It'd be the Sunday than the Saturday. Yeah, so really we should be looking at winning this game and then um, putting ourselves into that second week. I've just got a feeling it's going to be a win this week and then we'll have to beat Souths um, again for the third year in a row in that game. <laughs> I think but we can. I think we can do it. Yeah, we can. I think we can without, yeah. Got if the they get a knock to their confidence, week. yeah. Kick off the Demons of 2020. We've got to get one game at a time. Yeah, exactly. One game at a time. We've got to win this weekend, so hopefully we can um, we can uh, shoot it in this weekend. And uh, no injuries as well, fingers crossed, and hopefully get Lussick back for next week um, if we can make it through this game. As I said, the last... Uh, we, we won't even talk about our uh, history against Newcastle in the final series, but... Um, Isn't it one of given, Yes, but given but what the... Final. The big one. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, uh, the one that mattered. Um, so really we should be looking at, we've beat them twice this year, but we need to beat them at the game that really matters or otherwise it's all for naught. Beating them twice this year? Yeah, earlier. Didn't we beat them earlier? Was it earlier in the year? We played them I once swear. for sure. Uh, I know we played them up at Newcastle. Yeah, that was it. Really, really. Is that it? We've only played yeah. them the once. Okay, my apologies. I thought we'd played them twice or was that last year we played them twice? No, last year was only once as well up in Newcastle. Well, 10, yeah, I'm, con- I'm putting the two games together. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. It's all one year anyway. <laughs> exactly. Like it's it's, it's yeah. all merged into one. Not, yeah. not wrong. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, Hamish getting that one completely wrong. And, uh, yep, That's hopefully right. we we'll see you uh, next week. So this was episode we, – we missed um, announcing at 150 last week. Episodes bring out the bigger – 150 and uh, this will be 151 and hopefully 152 next week as our final journey continues. Cheers, all right. I'll catch you on the next Power Podcast. Ciao, ciao. As-
Christmas time.